Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're we're alive. back. What was that? <laughs> we're back. Yep. We have no idea what we're doing because we took two weeks off. You guys don't know that because we've been ahead of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Recording marathon. That was weeks ago. Now it feels like new podcast. Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took us a little bit to get set up here today. That's all right. It was an awful subject. We were putting it off. It's absolutely terrible. And I don't think a lot of people even know about it because I of know I didn't because it was so overshadowed by another evil yeah. that was happening right around the same time. Actually, at the same exact time, I think. Yeah, the same exact time. That was World War Two. But before we get into that, man, I hope you're drinking some hard stuff. Well, nothing too hard. It's a no-brainer by Victory. <laughs> Victory? No way. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. One of these days they're going to sponsor us. Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, I'd love it. What about you? What are you having? I'm having peach Jim Beam. Oh, I got you said you, you said you were going to do it, and you yes, did it. Yes, sir. Ooh, it's pretty good. I sure hope they start selling it around here, because I'll buy it some more. Wait, where'd you get that? When you were on vacation? Yep. Hmm. Well, one of the liquor stores down there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got, so I got a, a guy I work with, he's from Maine, and he gets this stuff up there called brown bread. Have you ever heard of it? No. I like bread. Okay. But yeah, hear me out. It sounds awful. It's bread, but it's in a can. You cut the can <laughs> open, the bread slides out like uh, like cranberry sauce does. What? And it looks awful. You pop it in a microwave for about a minute or so. It's delicious. What? Yeah. So when I when we were down in Tennessee, we fa- I found it when we went to one of the grocery stores. So I was like, all right, give me three cans of that. <laughs> so I made sure that I had. A can for me. I took a can back to him. Uh, well, I guess that's two cans for me. But it was it was good. You can't. I mean, you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> At least not in this area. It I'm is pretty, good. Trust me. <laughs> pretty sure it was on an episode of SpongeBob. Can bread or brown can bread? bread? Can bread. It's good. It tastes like a dessert. It's made with uh, molasses. Really? Yeah. I'd give it a shot. No, oh, it's good. It sounds awful. I know. And everybody listening to this, they all just threw up when I said canned bread, but. <laughs> It's fine. But they'll probably throw out more once they hear about this subject. Ugh. You ready to reveal what the subject is? Not that they haven't already seen the title in the title of the show? Yeah, I think we should tell them. All right. Still putting it off, you know. What is it, man? Just tell me. <laughs> Unit 731. I wonder how I, many people have heard of it. I did not until you brought it up. And holy crap. 
Yeah, I actually, I didn't hear about it until I heard it on, I guess, I'm going to assume it was last podcast on the left. That's basically all I listened to. <laughs> but they did an episode on it, or three, or, you know, they they do, like, multi-part ones. Yeah. And when I heard it, I said, what in the hell? Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't even know it was a thing. Because, like I said earlier, it's all overshadowed by what the Nazis did. Yeah, but at the same, they were doing it at the same time. Is there a reason? Is there a reason the media chose to talk about what the Nazis did over what the Japanese did? Well, I can give you my thought on that at the end because I have a very strong theory on why. Mm. It's a strong theory. I think it might be correct. Unit 731, it was scumbaggery for science. I mean, that's probably the prettiest way we could say it. Yeah. Scumbaggery for science. And they used, I think, some of their own citizens as well as war criminals. Not war criminals. uh, POWs. Yeah. It's so messed up. I don't I don't want to compare it. I guess you can. I would almost say it's worse than what Nazis did. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I know. I just. (laughs) Yeah. the but, way they did this stuff is, is so gruesome, and the things they did are so gruesome. I mean, the, the Nazis just killed people. Right. right. I mean, that's 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 what I understand. The Nazis is, were just they just rounded people up and like, well, we can't feed them anymore, so kill them, gas them, shoot them, whatever. Yeah. But these guys, this is out. It's borderline torture in oh, the name of sure. medical science. I mean. In the guise of medical, I don't know, what, what would you say? I guess in the guise of medical science. They say it's for medical science, but I think it was just, well, I think it was, it was a way for them to get their rocks off while torturing people. Y- yeah, I'm pretty sure that was involved, but they also said it was a lot of, they wanted to develop biological weapons. That and was they the idea. Did. They did create oh, yeah. quite an interesting bomb. Oh, yeah. Later on. <laughs> you know, this, it, <laughs> they set it up in 1938. In Harbin, China, and it oh, yeah. it was a secret until 1984. Isn't that funny? Why it's, was it a secret? Well, I'll tell you why. Now or because, later? Well, I, I can tell <laughs> you this now. It was a secret because, well, for one, they destroyed all their evidence, basically. Yeah. For two, we got info. We got medical info from it. So we weren't pushing them to say anything. We weren't pushing to, you know, prosecute. We got medical info. If we prosecuted... For war crimes, they're not going to talk to us. That's what burns me up. I I hate that we learned so much from the crap that they did. We learned from them, and then not long after that, Project Paperclip, and then we took their scientists, and they helped us get to the moon. (laughs) We're just a bunch of thieves. Europeans came to the U.S., kicked out the indigenous peoples, and really messed everything up with them. Sat around for a couple hundred years and then started pastoring everybody else in the world. Everyone, that's well. what we do. We <laughs> go everywhere, mess things up, come back here. We're the greatest. <laughs> we're the best. Is huge. I mean, that's what we do. Just like us trying to put spin a lighthearted, spin this lightheartedly somehow. But it's yeah, it, dark. It, it, it's really gross. The pictures that you see are absolutely disgusting. I don't know if we want to share any of those pictures. I don't think we can. I think we'll probably get banned off of all social medias. We'll get Alex Jones. That guy. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's a verb. We'll get Alex Jones. (laughs) We'll have to create our own website, start (laughs) pushing uh, male supplements. Oh. 
You know that's what he does? Does he really? All kinds of supplements. All his own supplements. And I'm I'm almost positive I heard that they contain something in them that is basically poisonous. Bone broth. It, it's great. <laughs> like, I think the last time I heard he was on some coffee kick where he, you know, he got the beans from. Cat know, poop. I don't know where he got Catching them from. coffee. But he had to, you know, I got these special connections. <laughs> you know, and he got special connections and. He got these beans that nobody else on the planet can get. <laughs> these are the best beans. They make me sweat like the Dickens. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going to let the globalist elite take me down while I'm drinking this coffee. <laughs> That's a good Alex Jones. Well, hey. well, we can make it a little deeper if you want. We can do some audio trickery. Yeah, make it deeper. <laughs> you could literally just cut him in. And I bet he said the same. Th- <laughs> he said the same thing at one point. And now for a quote from Alex Jones. <laughs> but... <laughs> We can't cut him in because we'll probably get this episode will get cut off and banned. He'll send from us free everywhere. coffee, huh? He'll send us free coffee and bone broth. Ooh, maybe that's just what I want. What is this bone broth stuff? Is this new? This is some new thing that's going on. No, it was on. I listened to a podcast and it was like uh, uh, behind the bastard, and there was a two part one on Alex Jones, and it was some sort of stuff that he started concocting, and they talked about it that they watched the videos and. They said he didn't even like it. Like, he was trying to sell this stuff, and clearly he didn't like this stuff. No, but he likes the money. Yes. That's wild, man. People go nuts. I'll tell you what. This is the best bone brawl you can get. <laughs> I'm it talking comes about from the babies of superheroes. <laughs> I don't like it myself, but I want your money. I don't know. I don't think I'd be too upset if uh, these Japanese guys took Alex Jones, started poking him. That's harsh, man. I'm not a huge fan of his, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I wish this on anybody, Mm-mm. especially the uh, the vivisections. Oh my god, up and down and in and out. It was. Do you know what a vivisection is? I do. I well, why don't you tell everyone? I didn't really know until I started reading this. It's uh cutting open someone or an animal that's still alive, still awake, with no anesthesia. Yeah. They didn't use anesthesia because they wanted pure results. Bastard. Yeah, they wanted to see. I read that the reason that they would do it is because they didn't want to see the effects after a death. Because they wanted to see. Because, I guess, immediately after death, decomposition in some form starts. And they didn't want that to happen. So they did it while they were still alive, while they were still awake, under the influence of no drugs. Fuckers. Can you imagine? No. There I was stubbed one... my toe and I cried like a girl for a week. I know. There was one soldier that they talked to. Um, he said he went in. It was the first one that he saw. He The guy w- went into the room quietly and he, he lay down. He, he knew what was going to happen. And he didn't start freaking out until they got the scalpel out. And then they started cutting from about the collarbone down and... The screams were unbelievable, unreal, and then imagine. and then they stopped. They just did it and stopped. The screaming stopped. Oh, they go into shock. Uh, yep, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. He probably just straight up passed out as they were cutting from collarbone to belly to look at all the juicy stuff on the inside. Well, I've never heard a log scream anyway. Did you read <laughs> that? Yes. That's my call, problem. Even they if, call them logs, dude. I know, because the cover-up was that they were doing this 
they all the Japanese army bought this facility and built up this facility and just called it a lumber mill because yeah. they were calling them logs because they didn't want to hurt the families of the scientists. Dude, if I'm outside and a log suddenly screams because I kick it over or tear some bark off, I'm getting F out of there. Yeah, you just went into another dimension where logs can talk. Uh, I'm done. Or at least make some sort of noise. Yeah, I'm running. Oof. I, I don't know. What was the name for... They called him. That was the English translation, but it was oh, uh, Maruta. 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 Um, Maruta. Yeah. M a r u t a. Yeah. Wooden logs. Yeah. If I'm cutting a log for any reason and it starts writhing in pain, I'm 731 percent sure I'm done. That's a large percentage. Yes, it is. Not high enough though. I would go a thousand percent. You went a little lower, so you might hang around. <laughs> You would hang around longer than me. That's a little concerning. Probably petrified by fear because the log just... <laughs> <laughs> You're cutting my collarbone! No, 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 no. Oh, it's, it, they I purposely mean, infected people with diseases and bacteria and watched them suffer so they could witness the person slowly wither away from the infections. Yeah. They, they made infected prisoners rape women to infect them to watch how the disease would spread from them to the fetus. Oh yeah. And then the they pregnant would... women would be vivisected. Is that vivisected? Yes. So they would be, they would, this is so disgusting. They would cut her open to see how the baby is affected in the womb. So they would, I, I saw a picture of this. Oh, I didn't look up a picture of that. I didn't look it up. <laughs> it I stumbled across it. Yeah. <laughs> And when I, I almost threw up, I could not believe it. And they're doing this in the name of science, I guess, to learn, which, yeah, we should learn about this stuff. Absolutely not this way. No, 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 no. There has got to be a better way. Did you hear about um, the pressure chambers that they had? No, I didn't get that far. There, That might come up in the book. Well, tell me about that, and then I'll tell you the book. Well, I didn't, it didn't have much on this. I'm getting most of this stuff, honestly, from unit731.org, the majority of it. I mean, there's literally a website for it. But uh, they would squeeze a human to see how much pressure they could withstand before their eyes popped out. What? Why would this? Just squeeze. They wanted to see how much you could take before your eyeballs popped out. But how can they weaponize that? I don't know. I think it was just just some guy. He was, you know, he was in the break room and he was like, he said, I bet I could squeeze you till your eyes popped out. He was like, no way. You you can't do that much pressure. And so they built a pressure chamber and said, let's test it on uh, Mark over there to see how much pressure it would take. How much pressure did Mark take? I don't know. I didn't. Uh, like I said, I just saw it was just one quick thing I saw. I don't know if anyone knows. But that's it's kind, of, kind of my issue with, well, not kind of. It's definitely my issue with some of the stuff they did. They, I mean, the... It seems like the major story is that they were attempting to figure out biological weapons so that they could deploy them on their enemies, on the Chinese or allied forces or, you know, anybody they deem necessary. But how can they weaponize pressure like that? And then they also tested hypothermia. How can they weaponize that? That hypothermia test is awful. Yes, but yeah, I don't know how they would te- uh, weaponize a pressure chamber unless they were going to use it 
just as a torture device for POWs. I guess. So so if you have the POW, then you stick him in a pressure chamber and you get him to just below the point of popping. Now you're going to talk? I don't know if I would because I don't know if, if I would know I'm about to pop. All right, no, I'm still bloop, bloop. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm ready to talk now. Can we put him back in? <laughs> it just slides out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the hypothermia test. The one thing I read about the hypothermia was they would leave these people out. They'd put them in freezers or they'd leave them out in the winter. And then when they felt like they were sufficiently cold enough, they'd bang them with kendo sticks to see if their limbs were cold enough. Yep, that's cold enough. Take them in the lab, cut off the limb. The thing I read said uh, Yoshimiru Hisato. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. I'm we're going to butcher all these names and I don't care. Uh, he was a physiologist, and uh, he took a special interest in hypothermia. He routinely submerged prisoners' limbs in a tub filled with water and ice until the limb had frozen solid and ice had formed over the skin. According to a witness, the limbs made a sound like a wooden plank when struck with a cane. Oh, my. I mean, that's not just frozen. No. That is frozen to yeah, the that... bone, dude. If you hit your arm and it sounds like a wooden plank. Yeah, like a dunk. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I just hit my table. <laughs> if your arm sounds like that, you're having a bad day. Yeah, absolutely Because, because the Japanese scientists are going to cut it off and check it out. They can't weaponize that. How are they going to weaponize the STDs, too? Gonorrhea, syphilis. What was the other one? There was a couple more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll find it somewhere. I got it somewhere. I thought I had it somewhere. All in the... The plague, news. anthrax, cholera, other pathogens. Yeah. Dysentery. You know what's weird is originally when they started, they were con- like all this stuff was conducted on volunteers. What? Yeah, they signed a consent form or a waiver, but as the war got more intense, they had to change their methods and start testing it, I guess, at a more rapid pace and basically on whoever. All so- because they wanted to understand the human body so they can fight off their enemies because this dipshit over here. Wanted to wave his stupid flag over more land. Yeah. And somewhere in there, there's science, because we wanted to learn some shit. Well, I mean, what's awful is we actually did learn stuff. I know. Did you hear how they attempted to thaw out the uh, frostbitten limbs? No. Uh, He had several methods. (laughs) He did it by dousing the limbs with hot water, which, I mean, if you've ever been outside, even shoveling snow in the wintertime, you don't come in and wash your hands with hot water. God, It hurts like hell. Yeah, you got to work up to it. Yeah, uh, he would hold it close to an open flame, and then other times he would just leave the subject untreated overnight to see how long it took the person's own blood to thaw out. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. I mean, that's what I do with chicken. <laughs> you let chicken you know, thaw I leave out. it out in the sink overnight for it to thaw out. Yeah, but a hand. You got all the blood vessels and all the goodies in there. The nerves are even frozen. The blood can't get in there to do anything. It's just, it's a blockade of blood. So the blood is going to get so far into the frozen part and just start building up, right? It can't turn around. I don't know. I mean, I would assume it slowly, it would start to thaw it out, right? The blood's going to be warm enough to thaw out the frozen blood. Yeah, but there's dead blood. It's got to come all the way back to your heart, right? After a period, it's dead. There's no oxygen left. Right, but could it get oxygen back? I guess that's what they were trying to find out. I'm yeah, going to I don't want to know. I don't want to know the answer bad enough to do this. 
Uh, no. Nope. They did some stuff. So you know the name of the guy who was the leader of all this crazy shit? Yeah, I say it, but why don't you try to say it? <laughs> I've been fighting with this asshole in my head for a while. Shiro Ishii. That's exactly how I would say it. <laughs> There's too many eyes in that name, man. Ishii? 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 Shiro Ishii? Ishii? I would say I would say Shiro Ishii. Ishii. But you don't pronounce both eyes? Ishii? 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 I don't know. I I don't care if we're butchering or not. He's he's a dick. He's an asshole. He was born June 25th, 1892 in Shiba, Shibayama, Japan. He was the fourth son of Katsuya Ishii, a sake maker. Eh, see? Are the you? fourth son? Are you part Japanese? Because you're nailing these words, man. <laughs> Katsuya Ishii. Katsuya. See, it wasn't his dad's fault. Or maybe it was his dad's fault because he was a sake maker. See? Maybe his dad just drank too much sake and he did his own thing. Let his son do his <laughs> own thing, you know? Yeah. I mean... Shiro, he already knew he wasn't going to be the heir to the Saki Empire, right? His dad's Saki Empire. Katsuya Saki. It's not going to happen. Before the no. sun? No. You're a loser. Get out, loser. <laughs> <laughs> but around the age of 23, he was commissioned into the Imperial Japanese Army as a military surgeon with the rank of Army Surgeon, second class. The following year, he impressed his superiors at the first Army Hospital and Army Medical School in Tokyo, so much so that it gained him postgraduate medical schooling at Kyoto Imperial University. And you know what he did there? What's that? He made buddies with his bacteria. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So he would he would call the, the cultures of bacteria that he would grow in his Petri dishes his pets. What? Yeah, because... Nobody wanted so, to hang, hang around with Shiro. So he would call his bacteria pets, but later on he would call human beings logs. Yeah, this dude was damaged from the start. I mean, he's almost got, uh, honestly, he's almost got, like, the up, upbringing and mindset of a serial killer. That was my same thoughts. This guy has the, had the backing of the army. He had the backing of the emperor or however the system works in Japan at the time. He had the backing of all these people, and they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. War crimes? <laughs> they got nuclear bombs? Please, come on. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah go I do mean, it. A, a lot of those serial killers, they were in the military, too. Like, a lot of the ser- serial killers back in the day, they were, like, all... It, right. It's like, like it's almost like they joined the military just to kill. So they can figure out the... Check out a human a little closer. I think they like to kill. And in the military, that is a legal way to kill. Well, that that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, my source. I'll tell you my source, and then we'll take a break, and then yeah, collect our thoughts a little bit more. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds good to me. I got most of my information from The Devil's Doctors by Mark Felton. So while we're on break, go ahead and go read The Devil's Doctors. It might take but, you more than a minute though. Yeah, but definitely come back and listen <laughs> to the rest. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Did you read it? 
Did you read The Devil's Doctors? I read it. Oh, sweet. So you'll know. You will know. This is how the book starts off. There's some preamble introduction stuff, but the very first thing you read when you get into the chapters of the book is a quote from veteran Akira Makino. He said this in 2007, so it was some time. But, quote, We removed some of the organs and amputated legs and arms. Two of the victims were young women, 18 or 19 years old. I hesitate to say it, but we opened up their wombs to show the younger soldiers. They knew little about women. It was sex education. End quote. Oh, my God. That's how the book starts out, man. Go read it. That, that's how, oh, my God. I can't believe that's how they taught the younger soldiers. Yeah, there was no, there were no pictures. There were no anatomically correct skeletons standing in the corner. There was no anatomically correct organs. These guys are pulling them out of people. I mean. Figure that out. At that point, I mean, there were there were morgues, I assume. There were dead bodies. There were, right, wasn't there morticians and. Um, they just got rid of them, didn't they? After they figured out, after they decided that the person was finally dead, after they started poking and prodding and all the stuff, they just burned oh, them, oh. didn't they? No, no, I don't mean them. I just mean, that's not how you, you don't have to cut open a live person. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, yes. so at that at that point, we knew what the inside of a body looked like. Oh, for sure. We in, didn't have to see the live one. In the late 1930s, early 1940s. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You're correct. So we already did that in the 1600s and 1700s, and just right. diced people up and buried them alive and shit because we didn't know what was going on. So they just decided, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it. Is it, is it for torture? Is it for science? Is it just some sadistic? I don't know. This this quote sounds like it was a, l- a little taste of all of that. So they they show these young soldiers, they just cut up these girls and show the young soldiers what they were made of on the inside. Mm. That's really fucked up. Yeah. And it was the, at first they were using they were just using people off off the streets in Japan, thieves and prisoners, their own prisoners that did stuff they didn't like. But then they moved on to people that had no use in society, and if they crossed the Kwantung army even a little bit, <whistles> shipped you off the unit 731, and they can do what you want there. Mm. Anything. You cross them in any fashion. But this... And they just thought they were going to go be lumberjacks, because they were going to go work at the log <laughs> factory? <laughs> That's what the uh, the scientists thought. But come on. They, they built this massive, massive complex. And you said it was what, Harbin? Corbin, China, which was then Japanese-occupied. Right. So the Japanese were like, okay, we went over here, we occupy this part of China, we're going to take these Chinese POWs, here we go, Shiroishi, do what you want with these Chinese people, and we're going to build you a giant complex where you're going to have the facility in the middle of this complex, and then we're going to invite a bunch of doctors and researchers from from the medical community of Japan to come see what's going on, and while they're here doing the research, here is an entire place for everybody to live with their families. So there's a neighborhood around these freaking factory or medical complex. Yeah, it's like a military base. Yeah, it's yeah a complete military base. They the walls and all that. Bowling, yeah, they had a store, a bowling alley, a gas station. Like it had all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then in the middle of this crater of in the middle of all of this was people just getting diced up. 
A death factory. God. I saw a thing. It said, let me see where it is. I, I got it here in my notes. Uh, subjects would have limbs removed and attached to the other side of their body, while others had their limbs crushed, had the circulation cut off to observe the effects of gangrene or frozen. Obviously, we talked about the frozen part. but So they would, if I was there, they would cut my arm off, cut my left arm off, attach it to the right side of my, right side of my body, just to see what it'll do. Well, I tell you, it's not going to work. No, no, it's not going to work. You've cut off all the pieces that make it work. Those pieces aren't down there below your other side. Right. There's nerves, there's muscles, there's all kinds of things that your arm needs to work. Just because you Frankenstein it onto my other side doesn't mean it works. (laughs) No. We had to have, humans have had to have known that by this point in history. By the 1930s? Yeah, and I think the the title of that book is absolutely correct. The they were the devil's doctors. doctors. They were just they were just awful. playing these. Like you said earlier, like Shiro Ishii, he he was a government sanctioned serial killer. Not to mention all of his little buddies. They, yeah, they were I government mean, sanctioned serial killers. Yeah, and not far from the Nazis, uh, Mangala. Tell me about that. Oh, you don't know about Mangala? No, go ahead. I think you I think he was called the Doctor of Death. Really? Or yeah, something like that. He was he was the guy who would he would kill kids. They got to a point where he would walk down the hall and if they heard him whistling, they were terrified. Oh god. Uh, and there was one story where he was super nice to this boy. I think it was a little boy. Of course. He was real nice, like gave him food and like helped him out and then it was either later that day or later that week. He picked him and killed him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, but that's awful. Uh, but that sounds like that's a better way to go compared uh, the, to these victims. Yeah, this episode isn't about Nazis, but it, I feel like the Nazis they they killed just <laughs> dead. Yeah. Not to you know that uh, that sounded a little. It, it, insincere, um, but uh, you I, know the the Nazis they killed. These people at 731, they tortured, they raped, they infected, they dehumanized humans. Yes, yes, Which the, yes. the Nazis dehumanized humans as well. I'm not saying they didn't. For but, sure. But at, I don't think, damn it, how can, how can we say this without, I don't think the Nazis did it at this level. Oof, we just lost every <laughs> two subscribers we have. Every two of them. All two of them. They just All left. two of them are gone. No, no. <clears throat> uh, for sure, the Nazis were evil fuckers too. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody listening knows what you mean. They're, they're, they were evil, but this I don't know is a if they. Level. I don't know if the. I don't know if they tortured at this level though. Did they? Maybe I don't know enough. I actually don't hmm. know enough about it either. I'm just a dumb idiot. Because I listened. I listened to a podcast about Mangala. And it sounded like he was just a. Just an asshole. He was uh, a twisted killer. A government-sanctioned serial killer. Yeah, but I don't think he he was... Okay, so I don't know if I want to get into my thoughts on the differences between them yet, or if I want to wait till the end. Let's wait till the end. Yeah. You want to dive a little bit more into, well, history, but... what? Yeah, experiments. <laughs> what did you want to do? Well, well... Actually, we'll just save this part for later because there's Unit 731 was not the only one. There were branches of Unit 731. See, I didn't know that until 
you told me right before we started. <laughs> I knew nothing about that. I guess because I got most of my info from unit731.org. <laughs> They're not going to talk about unit 732. That's not even how they, that's not even how they numbered them. It's all over the place. I don't know why they ever, I'm sure, I'm sure it's known somewhere, but I don't know why they specifically picked 731. Because there was not a, a unit 1 through 730. There was a unit 100. You, you just want to get under those? Yeah. All right. Unit 100 was under the command of veterinarian Yujiro Wakamatsu, and it was located in Chengchum. It was codenamed the Wakamatsu Unit because of Yujiro Wakamatsu. But they, Unit 100, I'll just quote from the book directly. Quote, allied to Unit 731 were a number of test sites or subunits located throughout Asia. About 80 miles from Pingfan, there was an open-air testing site at Anta. Unit 100 was located at Chengchum and was codenamed the Wakamatsu Unit. It was under the command of veterinarian Yujiro Wakamatsu. This unit was dedicated to developing vaccines to protect Japanese livestock and developing lethal animal diseases that could be deployed against Chinese and Soviet livestock. Biological sabotage was an important duty of Unit 100. End quote. So it's like Plum Island, no? Yeah, yeah, like Plum Island. Hmm. So they, they just tested stuff on animals so that they could release these animals to infect other animals to infect people. Well, I guess it's not really like Plum Island too much. What's the difference? Well, I think Plum Island, I don't think they infect animals there, do they? Well, I guess they do. I don't know, do they? I know they harbor diseases and quote-unquote weaponized ticks. Oh, yeah. But That's for a future episode, my friend. Yeah. Uh, real quick, not to get off topic here. Um, well, on topic, but I found out why it's called 731. Yeah, go ahead. Unit 731 stood for the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department. The number 731 just means the Epidemic Prevention and Water Water Purification Department in Japanese Kwantung Army. It's like a code. So like Delta Force 6. Oh. Or, okay. you know, like airborne, I don't know, whatever, 112. Okay, I see. So it was Unit 731, the Water and Purification, purification. Department. Water Purification Department. And epidemic prevention, blah, 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 blah. What you said a minute ago. But I'm pretty sure that thing, that place was crawling with disease. There was no pure water in that place. No. Water purification. No. Lumber mill. <laughs> this place was not a lumber mill, and it was not a water purification department, whatever you said. This was pure torture. Government Absolutely. sanctioned torture. I and I mean, it wasn't just like the gross, like vivisections and you know popping their eyeballs out and all that. Like they did weapons testing on them too. Did you read anything about that? Yes. It was terrible, man. It, they would. It says they would uh, round up a group into like a firing range, and they would test um, pistols, bolt action rifles, machine guns, grenades. All different check, distances. Yeah, they would. Then they would check the wound patterns and penetration depths on the dead, well, and dying prisoners, dead and dying prisoners. But that's not all they tested. Not just guns, bayonets and knives. The prisoners they were usually bound for this test. Obviously, I mean, if you're chasing me down with a bayonet, I'm running my ass off. Hell you yeah, you're not going to get me with your something. bayonet. Hell. 
They also tested flamethrowers on <sighs> both exposed and covered skin, as well as utilized gas chambers. These people, man, this is not development of biological weapons. They were testing the durability of humans. Yes. I mean, I, I, that's what I see now, the durability of humans and what they can stand so they can build better weapons to fight people. Yeah, like this, uh, you know, this pistol didn't penetrate deep enough. Let's build one a higher caliber one. And to be this effective flame... with a flamethrower, we need to move up five more feet. Yeah, or make the flame shoot further, or make the flame a higher temperature. It just disgusting stuff that they could have tested on pigs. Yeah, not that. And not that. I mean, I know. Here, here comes Peter knocking on the door. <laughs> but I mean, not live ones. Testing it on a pig is better than testing it on... Your own species. Your own species. I guess. I like animals too, guys. But if I had to choose between uh, my neighbor or a pig, I'm choosing my neighbor every time. <laughs> Come on. Uh, just complete silence. <laughs> you just froze, man. No one could see it, but I just straight up looked at you. <laughs> And had to sink in for a second. <laughs> You're eating your neighbor every time. No, not eating him. Oh. Testing a flamethrower on him. Anyway. Jesus. Yeah. Cut that <laughs> joke out. Wah, wah. No, sometimes so they hit, sometimes they miss. Was that? Uh, it was so good that I was completely silent. It had to... You thought I just messed up. I thought I messed up. Oh. I thought I heard you incorrectly. I think we've had eight episodes of mess ups. Nine episodes. Could be. Nine and a quarter. <laughs> Another unit. Here, straight from the book again. Quote, in Beijing, the Japanese had established Unit 1855, an experimental branch of Unit 731 with a research facility in Chinan in Hopai province. Unit 1855 scientists conducted research mainly into bubonic plague and other diseases in the Chinese capital Nanjing. Earlier devastated by Japanese atrocities, looting, and vandalism in 1937-38, Unit 731 maintained another satellite station, Unit EI-1644, codenamed the Tama Unit, after the surname of its commander, which collaborated with Pingfang on many joint projects and experiments. In southern China at Canton, now Guangzhou, near Hong Kong, the Japanese established Unit 8604, which they codenamed the Nama Unit. This unit was the main rat farm for the Kwantung Army, breeding millions of the rodents for use in biological warfare applications. Also at Unit 8604, the Japanese conducted human deprivation experiments as well as research into waterborne viruses such as typhus and cholera. They just like, okay, okay, guys, what you're going to concentrate on over here is bubonic plague. Like, do you sign up for this stuff or you get assigned this stuff? What do you want to do? Flip a coin? Pick a card. You got to... You, got a you mean the scientist? Yeah. I don't know. With all those different places, it, it couldn't be a, a coin. It would have to be like one of those D&D dice <laughs> with all the different, you know, what is it, a, a 16? Yeah. I mean, we're going to roll a D20. Who's gone? It's 20, yeah. Well, there's a 16, too. There's I, there's so many of those. I kind of want to get into D&D, but I don't know. I've never like played it, and i got to be honest with you, I've never even seen... It in person. I don't even know what it looks like. Is it a board? Is it a board game? Um, I've played Life. Is there anything like Life? No. No. Uh, 
it can be a board game to a point, but that's only to give you a visual representation of where you are in said dungeon. Or you can just straight up play. The DM will sit there and talk to you and say, okay. The what? The DM, the dungeon master. Dungeon master, okay, I gotcha. One warrior, one bard. This guy over here. Why has he got a turtle in his head? That lady over there. She should have more armor on. So can I like be, can I be the Hulk? Yeah, you can be the Hulk. You can be anybody you want to be? Yeah, you just have to, you have to roll your character. That means you have to roll this dice for charisma, and then you have to roll this dice for intelligence, and if you're the Hulk, like if you're, uh, if you're a tank type person, then you get a, a lesser die to roll for intelligence. Like, this type of person can only roll this type of die. As far as I understand. Wait, like, I thought they only had one die. And it had no. 20. There's, yeah, there's like 20 dice. I thought it was one die that had 20 sides to it. No. What? There's a bunch of different dice. I'm like too for dumb intelli- for this game. There's, there's so many moving parts, and there's no parts. It's just writing numbers down and seeing where you get. We gotta do math? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Can I use a calculator? Mm, I, I guess. I'd probably look, be called a noob. You, you're <laughs> sitting in a room full of nerds, and you bust out your calculator? <laughs> All right. I just write 58008 on it, flip it upside down, check it out. Uh, <laughs> shut them all down. <laughs> anyway, now that we're on a tangent, let's get back to it. All right. You want to learn about Unit 200? You know I do. They were based in Manchuria, and again... Worked closely with Ping Fang on plague research. This is quoting from the book, so. Is he Japanese... friends with Ping Pong? Ping Fang? Ping yeah. Fan? Ping Pong? That's probably where he came from. They just wanted to get away from. <laughs> we have, they they wanted to get out of this. Like, they were stereotyping. Ping Fan was stereoty- getting stereotyped because of this Unit 731 crap. Like, no, man, we need to get out of this. Ping Pong. It's going to be a sport. <laughs> but isn't that still kind of close to Ping Fan? No. No. It's got the same amount of uh, letters in the last name there. Yeah, but they're different letters, except for the G and the N. The Japanese were not seeking a cure for the plague, but rather were interested in developing new and considerably more lethal strains that could be unleashed on the Chinese population. There was another facility in Manchuria, Unit 571, closely associated with Ping Fan, like everybody else apparently, the site of its headquarters is currently unknown to his, to historians, and the nature of the research conducted there remains a mystery to this day. So they had to all this these. Day? Yes, they had all these crazy units all over the place, and some of them are still so secret, or they destroyed so so much of it that all I know is that it existed. What? <laughs> I'm just I'm blown away by that. That we still don't know anything. Mm. No, we don't. It, well, I mean. They must have been, there must not have been a whole lot going on there, or they were just that good at getting rid of stuff. But if they were all the way in, uh, I guess not all the way in, because we were getting everywhere, cleaning up the war. But if they were secluded enough, then we wouldn't have got to them right away, and stuff would have been more destroyed. Yeah, the other units were like, uh, you know, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And then they just destroy everything. Yeah. Like, oh, they just killed us. That's crazy. Man, I, w- I wish I would have looked more into those other units. I wish I would have realized that. I mean, 731 alone is awful. Well, I mean, all these were under 731, but Shiro Ishii was the one 
playing with all the microbial fun things in there. Um, like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you said uh, microbial things. They would, I was just going to tell you another thing that they did, would they would infect somebody with it. Then they would take that person, lay them out on a table, and liter- like bleed them out. Ugh. They would put a line into the, uh, what is it, the carotid artery. And then once, like, all the blood was drained out, or once the weak, the, the heart was too weak to pump out the last bit, one of, like, one of the officers would get up on top with his boots. What? Jump on the chest of the person. What? To get the last little spurt of blood out. Oh my god. Then they would, they would take that blood and infect other people with it. They couldn't leave a drop of blood. He would literally get up there, jump on their chest, crush their rib cage just to squirt a little, a little bit, a little bit out. Man, how could you be that person? Everybody was involved in this. They're monsters. Yeah. The, people, we're not talking about Nazis here. I know it sounds like we're talking about no, Nazis. We're not. No, no. This is the Japanese army. At Unit 731, these are not Nazis. This was going on the same time as the Nazis. Which is insane. It's still, every time I read more and more about the time of, well, from before World War II, all the way through World War II, the amount of human life on the planet that was completely extinguished from whatever happened, from just straight up war combat to this nonsense. The amount of life is staggering. Yeah. It's like Russia was endless with people. Germany had some strategy, but Russia just kept pounding them with people. Well, I think Russia spends a good chunk of their uh, government budget on military stuff, where we only spend, I think, it's something It's something small, like 3% or 5%. I think they spend like 30% that, on their military. That's a lot. So I, I'm I'm not positive, but I would almost assume in Russia it's a given when you're of age you join the military. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, we're here. We have the option not to. Right, but we got those incentives. We'll pay for college. Yeah, but there's a good chance you're gonna hit an IED. <laughs> That's effed. Here we go. Unit ninety four twenty consisted of about a thousand personnel under the command of Major General Masataka Kitagawa was under the operational day-to-day control of Lieutenant Colonel Ryuichi Naito. It was divided into two parts, Kono Unit, which specialized in research into malaria, and the Yumioka Unit, which was interested once again in plagues. Evidence has come to light that Unit 9420 operated another subunit in Thailand during the war, but for what purpose it is unfortunately not known. The Japanese, having partially destroyed records of their medical research before Allied war crimes investigation teams arrived in September 45. So there was... In there September uni- of 45? Yeah, there there were units under 731, and then there were units under those units, too. We bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki in August of 45. Right. You know, there's a... I've been... This has been crawling around my head for a while, man, since I've been reading this stuff. Did we have to retaliate that hard on Japan after they bombed Pearl Harbor? Did we have to nuke them twice? Or did we already, did the powers that be know something? Did they already, did they already know something before they nuked them? Hmm. They had, I'm, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess if if you're looking at it as an outsider, I mean, they just they bombed Pearl Harbor and then we drop which was a goddamn uh, catastrophe itself, but then we yeah, retaliated with two of the deadliest bombs that we had. Yeah, one would have been sufficient, but we were like, huh, well, that was pretty good. Let's do it again. Yeah, let's get this other city. Was there another reason? I would say there had to have been. To do something at that scale, I'm kind of leaning on that too, man. I mean, that's one hell of a show of force. If that if that was the plan, just one, like if the plan was a show of force, we're not taking this, boom, one nuke, that's what we can do. But we dropped two? I don't know. Right. I mean... They the Japanese were messed up back then. I mean they Yes. Yes. Like did you read about the the flea bombs? Uh yeah, I got into that. They actually the prisoners that were infected, they released a bunch of fleas in with them so that the fleas would be infected, collected the fleas, bombed a part of China, and there was still stuff going on years after the war. Yeah, so what what I got here it, that's insane. On uh, October 4th, 1940, the Japanese bombers deployed casings over the Chinese village of Kuzo. Okay. I guess it's Kuzo. Uh, the casings each contained 30,000 fleas, which had sucked the blood of a dying prisoner at Unit 731. More than 2,000 people died of plague after the attack and roughly 1,000 more in nearby Yiwu after the plague was carried there by sick railroad workers while other attacks killed about 6,000 more in the area. See, well, I, congratulations, your biological weapon worked. Yeah, like, were, were they planning on using that against us, and they were just testing it on a closer target? Maybe. Unless they actually did something to that nature at Pearl Harbor. That thought just came to my mind. Maybe they did release something at Pearl Harbor. Hmm. Was there any weird outbreaks or anything like that? Do, do you remember? Not that I, mean, I know not, of. Not that you remember, not that you're that old. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything like that, but maybe they tried. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it failed and maybe it just turned into just Pearl Harbor and not, uh, you know, plague of whatever. What year was it that Pearl Harbor happened? Well, I mean, we bombed them in August of 45, right? So yeah, it was August. really before that. Did we retaliate right away? I don't know. So maybe we are entirely freaking wrong here because Pearl Harbor happened December of 41. Sunday morning, December 7th, 1941. And that's what led the United States into the to formally enter World War II. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes wrong. It says, my notes said in August of 45, after the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the Soviets invaded Manchuria. So, uh, yeah, that's my fault. I type my notes. I can't even read my own notes. The bombing wasn't then? I don't know. It says in August of 45, that's when the Soviets invaded uh, invaded Manchuria and annihilated the Japanese army, and Unit 731 was disbanded. Uh, yeah. That's what, that's what I got in my notes, and most of my notes came from unit731.org, so... They detonated two nuclear weapons over the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, August 6th and August 9th, 45. Oh, 45? Yeah. So we waited four years to it drop those right. after Pearl Harbor? Mm, so then it must not have been a direct retaliation of Pearl Harbor, but that's that was my understanding. Why was it my understanding? Maybe Why they, was it yours? I don't know. Maybe they just said, you know what? We've had enough of this war. 
we're gonna bomb them and we're gonna end that. But listen to this. This is in the book too. This is right after Munin ninety four twenty. General Ishii's Empire of Death also extended into Japan itself, to the oldest facility located in the southern city of Hiroshima. Hmm. Or Hiroshima. So what does so, what did we know? That's where my brain's going right now. Yeah, that's exactly as soon as you said that, mine went right there. We knew something. We had to have known something. Here, the Japanese had established their first chemical weapons factory in 1928, manufacturing mustard gas, but it later moved on to producing much more lethal poisons for military usage. During the 1930s, the Japanese government ordered the removal of the factory and research facility from all maps of the area to preserve its secrecy and security. Or did it? You know, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this because I did read that uh, our General Douglas MacArthur. Oh, sweet Dougie Mac. Yeah, he decided not to pursue war crimes or war crime trials because he thought it would hinder what medical information we could obtain from the uh, atrocious experiments. Burns me up too, man. So what? if if that if that were the case, why would we drop a bomb on Hiroshima or Hiroshima or however yeah. you want to say it? Exactly. Because we would just bomb a place that not just bomb, we would drop our Vaporize. biggest bomb, the bomb on an area that did this kind of stuff. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if Dougie Mack was influenced by somebody else to give those guys that that deal. Shiro Ishii was one of them. So they said, "All right, well, we'll give you our or we'll give you your freedom if you give us all the details of the experiments that you conducted." Well, it, it wasn't we just it wasn't just uh, Ishii all of the researchers involved right, were never right. put on trial. Instead, <laughs> instead, many went on to have very successful careers in their fields. Just effed. So we just said, you know what? You guys, you do what you're doing. Give us a little info, and then uh, you know, just or do go. your thing. I mean, stop testing on people. We, we don't want that. Well, don't tell us. Yeah, give us what info you have, and we mm. won't throw you in jail forever. I can only imagine the conversation Douglas MacArthur had with, I mean, he seems like the kind of guy that won't take any crap and he won't take names. He'll just shoot and ask questions later. But he got a hold of this guy and Hockey Man was on the phone with him. You want me to do what now? Yeah. Let him go. I pulled a, pulled a bullet in his ass. Man, oh man. Orders. All right. This, this is a, a gross subject. <laughs> That's, that's the another fact, thing that brings me up. They just, they just let him go. Let him go. Go on. Yeah. The fact that they just let him go. I mean, we did learn some things. Mm, uh, I hate I, I mean, hate how we learned. Yeah. So do I. But we did. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know where I'm going with that. I mean, it's good that we learned that stuff. It's bad the way we learned it. I know. It's the, I don't know. Catch-22? That's not a good enough reason. Yeah. So, I mean... Are you ready to hear my opinion as to why the Nazis got more press than the yeah. Japanese? I, I think we're just about at a point where we could probably wrap this up. Yeah. So my opinion is the Nazis were doing it to kill. The Japanese were doing it for medical science. Biological weapons, quote unquote. Yeah. And I, I almost feel like we were aware of it well before the public was aware of it and we knew what they were doing. They knew it was for 
medical research. Not I don't I don't want to say it was for medical research, but they knew that they were going to get medical research answers out of it, and they would just not pursue it. Not where the Nazis were just killing, so they were like, you know what, we're going to stop them. You guys fly under the radar, do what you're doing, mm. and then we'll take you out. But after we get our info, so I feel like the general public, media, whoever, they didn't know much about it because we weren't letting them know about it. They were swayed into a different direction. Right. Towards the, I mean, obviously the Nazis were absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah. For Killing, sure. they're just assholes. But I don't know, man. It, it, it almost, the research, like, just the way it all panned out, it almost feels to me like we knew like you were saying, we kind of knew more than the public knew. I think so, for sure. And and they knew what was going on, and they just allowed it to continue until we were done with the Nazis. Was it until we were done with the Nazis? I guess not, right? Well, yeah, when did Hitler, Hitler offed himself around the same time, didn't he? In 45? Yeah. It was, it was very close. It was April of 45. Was it April of 45? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so it was so, several months, several months until we decided, okay, we had enough of your shit, Japan. Or, uh, not that they had enough of their shit, but I mean, you know, pretty much they had enough of it, but they let them go a few more months after the European uh, theater of war was cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Not cleaned up, but concluding. Yeah, definitely not cleaned up. <laughs> no, it took, it took a bit longer. Probably still. Did you see recently, um, Poland is suing Germany for, still to this day, suing them for millions or billions of dollars. I think it was $7 million or $7 billion for war damages from Germany for World wow. War II. Wow. To this day. I just saw that headline. I didn't jump into the article, but I'm like, well, I don't need to know that article. I, <laughs> I can understand. Man. No, I didn't see that. What, 60 years later? Yeah. 70? Is it 70? Uh, World War II, 80 years. The beginning of World War II started. Oh, uh, the beginning, yeah. It, but when be, did... It'll be 80 years here in a couple months. When did the Nazis invade Poland? September of 80 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 38, 39? Yeah, sounds good, man. Sounds good to me. <laughs> but, hey, I'm going to totally recommend this. If you or anybody else is interested in... World War II, the World War II History Channel on YouTube. What they are doing is really freaking cool. They started last year at the 79th anniversary of the war. The first week, they, they're doing a video per week to say what happened during that timeline in the war. So September of last year, or September of 39. So 80 years ago, this September, next week. But last year they started it, so 79 years ago to the day, they said what developed to start the war that week, what happened during that week, and then they pick up the following week and they do a new episode every week, and they're going to do it for the next six years. Who's fighting who who's, and why and where it's coming from? They get their maps out, this historian. It's If you're interested in that, it's actually really freaking cool. Don't we – we follow somebody on Instagram that does that. Yeah, it's the World War II channel. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's like this week in World War Two or something like, or it, yeah, it's the, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that I followed them because I 
the bring on the weird Instagram. I just went to my Instagram, sort of following everybody that I'm following. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got to work on our Instagram, man. I think so. Twitter's rolling. I guess we just need to start following people like we do on Twitter, on Instagram. I don't think Instagram's our platform. I mean, just it's a lot of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of pictures. So I don't know how what we're actually gonna what kind of pictures. Maybe we'll just post. <laughs> The covers of these books. Yeah, that, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Maybe a picture of the unit itself from the outside. Shiro himself. Yeah, we could do that. But I don't want to show any kind of. Oh no, absolutely stuff. not. It, it it's too gruesome. If you guys want to look it up, you um you can just you can find it on the internet for sure. Yeah, unit seven thirty one. Um, the Devil's Doctors is the book that I'm reading, and you said unit seven thirty one dot org. Yeah, unit731.org is where I that's, got a lot of it. That's actually where I saw the this book. I didn't read everything on the website, but I started reading the book. All right. You got anything else on this? No, nah, man. I mean, we can't even give opinions. They were assholes. and They were definitely assholes then. And but now, we just get, now we just get a hentai from Japan. It's true. And it's all true. <laughs> I, I said now we get hentai. Yeah. <laughs> I do love sushi, though. Sushi. I love it. No... I've I've never actually tried it, but I mean I I'd give it a shot. I'm just not a big fish fan. You can get a veggie roll. <laughs> I like egg rolls. Egg rolls are a good time. It's Chinese. Damn it. And you're close. <laughs> well, I mean, the atrocities that were done on the Chinese. Yeah, they deserve to have their food a little better. <laughs> their food does taste better, except for sushi. You no, know, maybe sometime we need to get into the who's it's and what's it's about Chinese restaurants. Yeesh. I don't know, man. I love to, I, I love Chinese food too much. I'm, I'm not afraid. talking about that. I'm talking about why they happen and why they don't have commercials. Oh, I thought you meant like what's in the food. I was no. I was getting a I little scared. Know. Chinese chicken nuggets are just stray cats. It's fine. They're delicious. No, they're not. <laughs> you know they're free range chickens with no antibiotics, no MSG. Free range felines. That's right. <laughs> All right, we're shutting her down. This is it. Yeah. You know our socials by now. If you don't, I don't know. Just Google will bring on the weird. We recently put the podcast on. <laughs> put bring on the weird in your favorite search engine and see what happens. And just start clicking away. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Do I have to do any more? Spotify. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's good. I think that's what most people listen on, right? Yeah, I think so. We might dive into some other ones. But for now, that's good. Okay, that's that. Yep, that's it. Disgusting Unit 731. I hope you guys didn't throw up too much. Yeah. <laughs> Stay weird, world. Otherwise, you don't right. have anything to talk about. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time.